Glory to God forever and ever. Jesus the Christ is alive. Amen. He's the Lord God Almighty and the Savior and infinitely more. Amen. Lord, we give You this time. Father God, bless those listening. Reveal Your glory to them. Um, Jesus, we welcome You. Holy Spirit, we welcome You. We acknowledge that You are God. Amen. Lord, send out laborers into the harvest fields in the Middle East, in Israel, all the countries in the Middle East. Anoint, continue to anoint ministries like One for Israel, Jews, Jews for Jesus, Tree of Life Ministries, and other men and women of God. Amen. And I believe with those listening for their needs, for their healing, I believe with them right now. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Humans were born to fellowship with Jesus Christ. He's the most wonderful, most beautiful person in the universe. And everything that He does, so wonderful. This week I'm focusing on the theme of the third Gospel, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Savior. I do want to correct something from yesterday's message. The sacrifice of Jesus is definitely the greatest example of God's love and mercy for the world. Amen. I had said that it perhaps is the greatest. And and the reason I said it that way was if God did that, if Jesus did that, died for the world, shed His blood, then there is, there will be an infinite number of other examples of His love beyond our comprehension. You know, infinite and beyond words and, and, and how is that? What's an example of that? He has offered Himself and His glory and presence to every person for all eternity for an infinite number of moments. And so he's done you know that's another example of his of his great love and mercy. And many many other examples. Also a timeout administrative things. This is wonder in reality. This is Jim. I want to improve the the presentation of these messages. I've been saying way too many ahs, and so I apologize. Please bear with me. The goal is just to get these messages done and 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 out. We've got, you know, we're we're trying to do a lot of things in this ministry. Um, but back to the main subject. Jesus the Savior, Jesus the Messiah. It's eternally significant that it's the third Gospel. Three is the perfect number. Someone, the most important decision for every person is whether or not they accept Jesus as their Savior. And their eternal destiny depends on this. And, okay, second point. We see these two, this is just a short review of, of some recent 
points that I've, I'm presenting, we see these really, really different extremes. Jesus dying for the world and, and the sacrifice of Jesus. But also in Luke, Jesus introduces and we the anointing. And that's in Luke 4. That's the presence of Jesus. That's the glory of the Lord. That's the, that's the answer for every person. And every person who makes it to heaven will be in the anointing, the glory of the Lord, for eternity. I mean, this is just so wonderful the, the, to think that the great and awesome God of the universe... He's an eternal revelation. Everything about Him, an eternal revelation. The angels around the throne say, Holy, 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 because they are continuing. Even though they've been there for, we don't know how long, eternity past, they continue to see new things about Him and all that He is. And he has revealed himself fully through Jesus Christ. So wonderful. So I mean, just like this is the, you know, in the midst of difficulty, and we know it's difficult living on the earth. We all face challenges. But the news of Jesus Christ and all that he is, we can, es- we can escape the world. Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but fear not, I've overcome the world, and our faith is the victory that overcomes the world, and we can go, go into the kingdom of heaven. When someone's born of the Spirit, they enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and God is so merciful and loving that... that all the people who just stay in the born-again phase, and that's most believers in the world, when they leave the earth, if they just stay with Jesus, when they leave the earth, they'll be in the kingdom of heaven for eternity, just like everyone else. I want to give another example of, of God's love and mercy. And so I'm, I've been presenting all truth as parallel. You know, if, if <clears throat> there's so many examples even just right there in Scripture of God's love and mercy. For two, two points. Number one, someone can speak about Jesus Christ, they will be forgiven. Jesus said that. You know, that's amazing. It's a guarantee. That's how merciful He is. Number two, a scripture that's not as well known, it's in Job 24, I believe, but it says the womb will forget. What does that mean? That means, and then this is a very holy, sacred thing. I give credit to a man of God for teaching this. I did not figure this out myself. Um, he said that even a mother who makes it to heaven, whose child does not make it to heaven, they will forget that that child, that they had that child that they loved who ended up in hell. I mean, that, that's... The womb will forget. 
the womb, the womb will forget. Four words, and that reveals God's incredible love and mercy. So the people that we know, like if a mother forgets her child, right? That's the greatest love almost in, in human love, right? Is a mother who loves her child. Well, if, it, if, if that's the case, then all the other... Um, that, that means that anyone who makes it to heaven, all the people that we know that we cared for and loved, our, you know, our parents, our siblings, our friends relatives, uncles, aunts, all these people who if, if they don't make it to heaven, we will not remember them. That's how merciful God is. He takes away the memory of them. I mean, yet Jesus, when He visited people in hell with Mary Baxter in a divine revelation of hell, He knew all about them. So that, I am want to just at least present it very well could be that Jesus Christ and God the Father do remember all the people who end up in hell. I mean, that's... And, and so you, the reason I presented these things, we see that all truth is parallel. Um, we've been deceived into thinking that... that Let's let's forget about the deceptions. God's a God of love and mercy, and the greatest proof, of course, is is all is the revelation of Jesus Christ and all that He is and all His just wonderful uh, attributes and His nature and how compassionate and Amen, Amen. Um, the another example, third example. Famous scripture, one of the most famous scriptures in the Bible, when Moses uh, was God visited Moses and revealed to him and said um, that he forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, and then he but visits the. Let me just read it. Um, keeping mercy for thousands. This is Exodus 34, verse 7. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. He stops it at the third and fourth generation because He's merciful. If, a, if a, someone, if a generation, at, in any of those generations, the first, second, third, or fourth, repents, He forgives them. He stops it right there. But if, but this is amazing. That same man of God taught that once and it's just so amazing that it's it, all truth parallel. We see so many examples of God's love and mercy. And, and again, I, I want to keep emphasizing it's such an irony, such tragedy. The greatest tragedy, most people don't get saved. Most believers never experience His glory and majesty. Most people have totally, completely different views of God 
and Jesus Christ. Yet they are one. And Jesus Christ is God. And it's so... Number four, I'm, I'm kind of listing things in this message. Number four, we've thought you know, that it was complicated and difficult. It's simple and easy to walk with Jesus. It's very, it's so simple we must become like a child. Number five, the general perception in the world is that it's, it's like the last thing that someone wants to do is, is walk with Jesus Christ. And, they, and yet that's what we were created to do. And it's exciting. It's thrilling and fun. And, and the glory of the Lord, nothing compares to that. I give the example in case you haven't heard it. Well... If you asked a typical person, especially unsaved people, list your 100 favorite things to do. Well, the, glo- the, glo- uh, the presence of Jesus and the glory of the Lord would not even be in the list. But when someone gets born of the Holy Spirit, the top 100, the top 1,000 things on their list will be Jesus, Jesus, the presence of Jesus, the glory of the Lord. That, you know, everything, you know, it's just so wonderful, so glorious. And so I really, I could stop the message because it is simple. It's not, we get, we get um, used to our old ways and our old, and Reinhard Bonnke said, God must deliver us from ourselves so that we can break free from these old cliches and say, Lord, do something completely new in my spirit, a fresh anointing. Amen. Amen. Another example of God's love and mercy, our ministry did a, created and launched a website this week called JesusBelievesInYou.org. And I actually one time saw a billboard that said, you say you don't believe in God, He believes in you. To think that God Almighty, Jesus Christ, believes in every person, um, knocks on the door of their heart. Jesus knocks on the door of their heart. If, If they had died before the age of five, they would have gone to heaven. Guaranteed. And yet people, many people don't they choose not to believe in in Him, yet He still believes in them. And he's So, do you see my point? We see so many examples of His great love and mercy. Now, a, a big objection, people would immediately say, look at all the suffering, look how terrible the suffering is. Let me add this. This is something, where I live, I have not had water uh, for more than 12 hours and I'm, I'm not complaining but let me say this many people in the world don't have access to water right and it's, a, it's very difficult Lord we pray for them um, bless them give them access to water help open our eyes to maybe do some things to donate to ministries that provide water I mean that's a basic thing that everyone needs it's 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 a not basic it's an essential 
Now, my conclusion is people suffering on the earth have a better chance of making it to heaven. That's a clear truth truth from Scripture. Um, and number two, when someone does object to suffering, and that reveals that they're made in God's image, they don't want people to suffer. They believe in the value of a human being, of all human beings. They don't want people to suffer. Ravi Zacharias taught that. That's where I heard that. That's a brilliant thing. They believe in a truth that they believe in the value of a human being. God has given them that belief and that fierce belief. And, and you know, and there's other things like that. So many things God has given, put eternity in every person's heart, even if they deny it. Um, I could go on about that. But the suffering objection, yes, it's a difficult thing. More people in that category of the have-nots, well, they have a better chance, I believe, of making it to heaven. And that's revealed in at least 14 truths and revelations in the Gospels. Jesus specifically taught about that. You say where? In the parable of the the wedding feast, He invited the people. There's two parables like that, but He he invited the the people who were basically well-to-do. They had a business. They had land. They said no. And then, in, and then in one parable, he invited them again, and they destroyed the the servants and killed them. That's right there in one of Jesus Christ's parables, and and then he said, "Go out into the highways, byways, get the good and the bad, bring them in, so that my wedding feast is filled." I mean, that's a no, what a great example of of our great and awesome God and His just so awesome. I could finish with that because that's just so glorious. And it actually reveals uh, that more people in the have-nots and the, the will make it to heaven. The, the tragedy... One, you know, people that are have that are whole. Let's look at Jesus' words. Jesus said, "Blessed are the those who weep and hunger and who." Um, okay, but woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who laugh now. Woe to you who are full. He's saying basically, you know, we see that in the world when somebody is has those things, they don't realize their need for God, and they. Okay, so. Thank you for listening today. I wanted to present some new different things, although we don't need new things. The presence of Jesus is what we need. Amen. Lord, bless those uh, visiting, listening to this podcast and also visiting our websites. We checked some stats on basically three of our 45 websites. Well, bless those, Lord in Singapore, South Africa, 
Australia, Seoul, South Korea, Delhi, Indy, Lebanon in the Middle East, Germany, Sweden, France, London, England, Spain, Belgium, Italy, Montreal, Brazil, Argentina, in the U.S., Los Angeles, several cities in California, Santa Clara, other cities, Seattle, Oregon, Iowa, oh, back to California, San Francisco, Iowa, Ohio, in the Midwest, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, Georgia, Florida. Bless them, Lord. If they're not saved, save them. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. In, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Blessings.